Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids. A show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. there future paleontologists i'm dinosaur george and i'm so glad to be spending my day with you i know it's been a while since i recorded a podcast but i have been on the road with my traveling museum and we are literally working seven days a week we mostly travel all over texas and i feel like i have been to every end of texas So uh, we've been really busy. If any of you live in Texas, if if I've never been to your school, talk to your teachers and maybe we can come visit your campus. And for those of you that might be visiting Texas anytime, I have a museum and a store at a place called Trader's Village in San Antonio. I've got some amazing pieces in there. I've got a Spinosaurus skull, a Giganotosaurus skull, two different T-Rexes. I have the arms of Dinochirus. I have Ceratopsians. I have all kinds of amazing specimens in there. So, and then I have a gift shop, a really big gift shop with toys and rocks and fossils and crystals. And so anyway, I hope if you ever come to San Antonio, you'll consider stopping by there. You can visit our website at dinosaurgeorge.com. And you can see all the information about the museum. So um, I have been incredibly busy traveling. So there's a couple of shout outs that I need to do. But the first and most important one is that I didn't do any of the February shout outs. I didn't do any of the February shout outs. And there were so many people that had birthdays in February who I didn't get to wish a happy birthday. So for all of you that had birthdays in February, I hope that you will please forgive me for not being able to do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read the birthday shout outs for the month of February, even though I'm incredibly late with them, I think you would probably appreciate at least getting a late birthday, I mean, a birthday shout out, even though it's past your age. So here we go. This first one goes to Liam, who on uh, February 13th turned 13. Congratulations to you, Liam. Happy birthday to you. I hope you had a good birthday. Tessa turned six, February the 21st. That's so cool. Alan, the T-Rex, turned six on February 24th. Avery turned eight, February 17th. Now, I think you guys turned these ages. I don't think you were that age. So if I'm wrong, I'm off by a year. Uh, Fred Allosaurus turned five on February 15th. That is so cool. Happy birthday to you. Elliot Tyrannus turned seven on February the 16th. Kai turned seventh on February 17th. Jack turned seven on February the 1st. Happy birthday to you, buddy. Kyanotosaurus. Uh, Kyanotosaurus. 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 That's a great name, by the way, Kian. Six years old on February 1st. Uh, Clarosaurus Rex. 
Her dad turned 41 on February 22nd. So Clarasaurus Rex wanted to wanted me to know that her dad turned 41. Happy birthday to you, dad. Uh, Nico Raptor from San Diego said my dad is turning 45 on February 25th. And so there is a shout out to two dads. What a nice thing to do for your dads. That's very, very cool. Uh, and yeah, I remember, Nico Repta, that I met your family back at Thanksgiving when you guys came out there. So I'm extra special to wish your dad a happy 45th birthday late because I know your dad. All right. Uh, Vian turned seven on the 2nd of February, which is Groundhog's Day. Vian, did you see your shadow? Are we going to have more weeks of winter because of you? Happy birthday, buddy. Samuel Therizino Sammy Soros turned seven on January the 27th. Now, I missed his as well. So that's going way back that I've been late on that one. Uh, Will, a.k.a. Dino Boy, turned seven on February 6th. Glad you're a fan. Archaeopteryx from Glasgow, Scotland, turned seven. I mean, turned six on the 5th of February. Nicely done. Glad that you guys are listening. Very, very cool. Uh, let's see. Reese from Ontario, Ontario, Canada, got one membership for his birthday. He turned six on January 19th, but I did not get an opportunity to wish you a happy birthday. So I apologize, but I'm glad you're part of the club and happy birthday to you, even though it's coming to you late. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, mom, mom, Oh, that's very cool. Hey, dinosaur junior. Yeah, I know you've been busy. I'm sorry. You haven't, you you've missed the lessons, but I miss you too, but I know you've been so busy. Okay. Eleanor, uh, Eleanor. Well, it's, it looks like spelled Elena, but it's pronounced Eleanor. That's cool. Uh, Henry Raptor's older sister would be turning tw- turn 12 on February 21st. Hey, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And she thinks DG and El Stinko are the same person. Well, I'm not. So don't ever think that again. I don't even know who that El Stinko person is. I don't even know what you kids are talking about. Kittasaurus turned 10 on February the 14th. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Happy birthday. Uh, Desisaurus, Dresden, will be turn, will turn 5th on February 1st. Happy birthday to you. And he listens to my podcast every night before bed. So if you're listening to this before bed, Get some sleep. Good boy. Parker from Massachusetts turned seven on February the 11th. Grandparents got him a membership, which is very, very nice. What a great thing. Luca Spinosaurus turned five on February 5th. Very nice. Mom got him a membership for the birthday and thinks Cha-Cha-Cha Raptor is hilarious. Well, I don't think he's very hilarious, lady, because I get bitten every single time that thing shows up. I cannot believe it. Owen and Kylosaurus turned five on February 26th, or 27th, I'm sorry. Emerson Saurus turned seven on February 26th. Her favorite dinosaur is Pachycephalosaurus. I like Pachycephalosaurus a lot. And then finally, Brachioemma turned seven on February 7th. Now, those are the February birthdays. I owe a lot of people for March birthdays. So since I'm doing this podcast in March, you know what? Well, let me go through them. What the hey, right? No, I changed my mind. No, I'm going to. Titana Stephen Boa turns nine on March the 19th. Indominus Dean Tao turns seven on March the 4th. Arc- 
Archilophosaurus turned seven on the 27th. We'll be turning seven on the 27th. TJ turns six on March 24th. Rowansaurus Rex turns five on March 23rd. Camden turns seven on the 14th. That's a couple of days from now. Eastland will be 13 on the 19th. Alana will be 11. She's already turned 11. No, she will turn 11 on the 23rd. Fiona will be 12 on March 17th. That's coming close. Uh, Can I still do a shout out to your dad? Yes, I can do a shout out to Kurt, whose birthday was March the 3rd. His favorite dinosaur is Triceratops. Happy birthday to you, dad. Sam T-Rex from India turned seven on the 12th. That's today. That's today. And guess what? He's a fan of Rajasaurus. Guess what dinosaur is going to be on the feature creature? Well, I'm not going to tell you. What do you think of that? Happy birthday, buddy. Let's see. uh, Jack Raptor turns eight on March the 17th. Titan Elijah is turning nine on March 22nd. Mason is turning eight on March 21st. Mac is turning six on March 29th. Will is turning six tomorrow, March the 13th. Felix turned seven on March the 7th. Justin turned six on the 6th. And Jameson will be 11 on the 22nd. To all of you, this month, last month, months before when I missed, I will find a dinosaur to sing happy birthday to you. But I'm telling you right now that before I do, I'm going to find out if Cha-Cha-Cha Raptor is anywhere in this studio. So hang on while I look. All right, he's not under the table. Got it? He's not behind the computer. He's not behind the monitor. He's not on the ceiling fan, which he was the last time. He's not behind the lights. He's not behind the recording equipment. He's not over there by the fossils. All right, he is nowhere in here. And whatever you do, don't anybody answer the door because one time he showed up dressed as a pizza delivery man and attacked me. So don't open the door for anyone All right, let's go. Singing happy birthday to you all will be a baby stegosaurus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Happy birthday to you. What was that? Did somebody knock? Listen, don't open the door. It's not going to be good. Let's keep going. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Who is it? It's a UPS driver? Okay. If it's a UPS driver, go ahead and let him in. That's fine. UPS is fine. I'm gonna kiss you at breakfast and sneeze in your shoes. Wait. That's not a UPS driver. Why does that UPS driver have a tail? Why does that UPS driver have... What? Take off that cap. (laughs) are you kidding me are you kidding me he was dressed as a ups driver cha-cha-cha raptor was dressed as a ups driver he had a hat on why did you let him in 
Okay, happy birthday to all of you. Let me take a breather. For those of you that would like to become a Patreon Club member, this is for you. Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. All right, my friends. Yes, if you'd like to be a Patreon Club member, we would appreciate it. We love having new members, and we love all the fun things that we get to do. You know, there was one other shout-out, a special shout-out, that I um, uh, forgot to mention. Uh, this is Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy uh, is, is having a 10th birthday. And I had promised Jeremy's mom, who was nice enough to contact me, that I would give Jeremy a shout out. So, Jeremy, I want you to know, I hope you have a happy birthday. And I know your mom, dad, and your little brother, Levi, love you. Happy birthday to you as well. I'm not going to sing happy birthday to you, Jeremy, because the last time I sang happy birthday, seems like every single time I sing happy birthday, it shows up. I'm not even going to mention its name anymore. But it rhymes with pa, pa, pa. And when that little thing shows up, absolutely nothing good ever happens. And I get bit. And it's not funny. And it hurts. And I just can't stand that thing anymore. All right. Um, so let's, um, let's go straight into our feature creature. Because today's is, is one I like. Really, I like it a lot. It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. It so happens that one of our podcast or one of our Patreon club members loves this dinosaur. That is Rajasaurus. Now, Rajasaurus is a carnivore that was discovered in India, and its name means princely or king lizard. Now, I know you might say, wait a minute. Doesn't Tyrannosaurus Rex mean the king of the dinosaurs? Well, it does. But Rajasaurus, the name Raja is another word that can mean king or chief or prince. So in India, their king of the dinosaurs is Rajasaurus. Rajasaurus is not giant. It was 2.44 meters long. That's eight feet long. I mean, that's how tall it was. Now, you know what people say? Well, how tall is a, is a meat eater? Meat eaters' bodies go straight out and so their head is basically the same height as their hips because they're carried at the same height. So when somebody says it's it's eight feet tall at the hips, so that's how tall the dinosaur is. So it's 2.44 meters long. It's eight feet long. And it, I mean, tall, I'm sorry, it's tall from the ground up. It's eight feet tall. Its body is 9.14 meters long. That's 30 feet long. You're talking about a big dinosaur. He's not giant, but that's that's up there with Allosaurus in size. And its skull is 60 centimeters long. That's 23.6 inches long. That's a big head. This dinosaur weighed about a ton. That that's that's over what what a lot of cows weigh. 
So it's a relatively big dinosaur, but it's a relatively light dinosaur. And that gives us some insight into how this thing fed. It lived during the late Cretaceous period, 70 to 65 million years ago. So this is one of the last carnivores, one of the last dinosaurs living in India. It is a carnivore. It is a biped. That means it walks on two legs only. Because it wasn't giant-sized, it probably hunted medium to small prey, unless it hunted in a pack. Hunting in a pack means you can bring down much bigger prey. So you can hunt in a pack and bring down bigger prey. Now, we don't have any proof that they hunted in packs, but I'll bet you that they did. I think they probably did. Um, they probably focused on baby dinosaurs or young dinosaurs or old or injured dinosaurs because they are easier to catch and kill. So that's probably what it did. It's a member of the family called the abelosaurs. Abelosaurs are recognized because they usually have relatively big skulls, but they have tiny, tiny arms, even smaller than the arms that Tyrannosaurus rex has. They, they had very tiny arms, so they are not using their arms. They're not using their arms to catch their prey. They're catching their prey with their mouth. They're probably using their foot to hold it down. Maybe they could come running in with their head lowered and ram it. And by the way, there's a horn. There's a horn on top of its head, kind of sort of like Majungasaurus. There's sort of a horn on top of its head. That might have been a weapon to be used to knock down its prey. It could come running in, lower its head, ram it, knock the prey down, then use its foot to step on it and hold it down and then lean down and eat it. We don't know that for sure, but that's certainly a possibility. It probably hunted in like the forests or the grasslands that once covered much of India. India looked different during the late Cretaceous period. Now, it may not have been fast, but I will bet you that it was a little bit faster than probably some of the plant eaters had hunted. So it probably, it probably spent most of its time ambushing its prey. See, if you're, if you're not fast, you got to hide and you got to wait for the prey to come by. There are things called game trails. If you've ever gone on a hike, you can see where something has been walking because it kind of, all the grass gets killed because it crushes it. That's called a game trail. That's where animals or people are walking. And because they walk there, you can see a trail. Well, dinosaurs probably followed game trails because game trails can take you to like a place where you can find water. Or it could maybe take you to um, a place to find food or shelter. Well, a meat eater would know about those game trails. A meat eater would say, hey, man, if I stand close to here, a plant eater is going to come by. And that means I don't have to chase it. I can surprise it. And so I think, Majung uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Majungasaurus, I think that Rajasaurus probably stood by a game trail. And that then leads us to, well, what color was this dinosaur? My guess is this dinosaur was striped or spotted because those color patterns help to hide its body. It helps to break it up. See, when you look, you can't figure out what you're looking at because the stripes or the spots make it hard to figure out, well, where's the animal's head and where's its tail? It, it, it blends in. 
So I'll bet you anything that Rajasaurus is either hunting by ambush or it's hunting in a pack. And a pack can be uh, three or more. If you're hunting with one other one, that's called a pair. But a pack is three or more. So I think they hunted in a pack. And that gives you an advantage because you don't have to hide and wait. When you're in a pack, you can do something different. For instance, one of you can go hide behind that big tree. And one of you can go hide behind that big boulder. And I am going to show all the animals where I am. And I'm going to try to make them run towards you to get away from me. So we are setting up an ambush. So maybe that's one way to do it. But there's a number of advantages by hunting in a pack because when there's more than two of you, when there's more than two of you, you would be able to trap and catch the prey. I would encourage all of you to try to go online and see if you can find a picture of Rajasaurus. Now, its name is spelled R A J A. S-A-U-R-U-S. R-A-J-A-S-A-U-R-U-S. Rajasaurus. Here's what I'd like. If you would like a project, if you are a Patreon Club member, you can post this picture on Patreon. Or, if all of you would like, you can all go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. All of the, all of you can go to the Dinosaur George Facebook group page and you can post a picture here. There. Here's what I would like for you to draw and post if you would. I would like for you to draw a picture of the head of Rajasaurus. I would like for you to draw a picture of the head of Rajasaurus, including the horn on its head. Now, you can draw a picture if you'd like. You can draw a picture of it lowering its head and running into an animal to knock it down. Or maybe they bumped heads with each other. Maybe they bumped heads with each other. Maybe you can do that. Or you can just draw a picture of it walking through the woods. Maybe hiding behind a tree. But I would like, if you would like a project, I would like for you to draw me a picture of Rajasaurus doing anything you want. Like, for instance, flying a helicopter. Rajasaurus flew helicopters. Oh, what? Wait, what? What did I just say? Wait, how did it fly a helicopter if it doesn't have any arms? Oh, it used its feet. So Rajasaurus flew a helicopter with its feet. Okay, this does not make any sense. This does not. None of this makes any sense. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. All right, speaking of... Um, Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. Let's jump over there real fast and see what we've got. Looks like the Anderson family wanted to know if there's a dinosaur exhibit that I recommend for the West Coast. Um, depending on where you're going, probably one of the nicest ones, the ones that I like. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. They live in Oregon, thinking about a summer trip, maybe not farther than UT, uh, UT Utah. Uh, so Utah has a great one called the Museum of History of Thanksgiving Point. That's an excellent museum if you want to go to Utah. If you go to Colorado, the uh, museum in Denver, Colorado is a very, very good museum. I like that one a lot. Um, if you would like to go to like all the way to California, if you plan on going to California, they have a magnificent museum in um, 
uh, Los Angeles. I think it's called the L.A. County Museum. It's got some good dinosaur exhibits there. Uh, the La Brea Tar Pits in Los Angeles is an amazing place to go. You would like that very, very much. So there are certainly a number of places. And I think that um, uh, I think that uh, others may answer that question. So very good. My buddy, Rody Lew- uh, Lewis, went to Government Canyon in San Antonio and got to see some Acrocanthosaurus tracks. Nicely done. Good for you. Connor drew a picture. He was inspired uh, he drew a picture of Mosasaur and T-Rex and others. That's great. Very good. Connor, I love your drawings. I love your artwork. You did an excellent job. Uh, let's see. Uh, hi, Dinosaur George. We met at the Colleyville Library, and we were heading to San Antonio for spring break, wondering if there's any dinosaur activities going on where we can jump in while we're there. Kids are excited to visit the museum. Well, I hope you guys go. I, I hope I can be there to see you all again. But if not, I hope if you have gone, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope when you do go, you enjoy it. Um, There's not any real good dino activities in the area that I'm aware of. But I will tell you that if there's a couple of places you'd like to go, one of them is uh, the San Antonio Children's Museum. They don't have any they don't have any dinosaur related stuff, but that's a fun museum for kids. I know. And then there's a place called the Heritage Museum of the Texas Hill Country. It's just outside of San Antonio, about 30, 40 miles outside of San Antonio, but it has dinosaur footprints, like hundreds of them. It's really, really cool. So I hope you guys enjoy your stay while you're down here. Let's see. Hugh sent a nice message, said, we've just discovered your podcast. It's great. Thank you, Hugh. And they're listening from at, from Tasmania, Australia. Thank you, Hugh. We have a lot of listeners in Australia. Love your country. I'm going to visit there someday. Star posted some really nice pictures of an Allosaurus because she knew it was my favorite dinosaur. Very, very nice. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, Barry family posted a really good picture about how paleontologists hang their laundry to dry. That looks great. That looks great. Uh, Let's see. Clara, age nine, says, I love your podcast. Thank you, Clara. I have a question for you. How could birds evolve from dinosaurs when dinosaurs went extinct? That's a great question. Clara, birds were living at the end of the age of dinosaurs with dinosaurs. Now, birds are considered dinosaurs. So really, dinosaurs did not go extinct. Just the ones we call terrestrial dinosaurs. They went extinct. So they went extinct, but birds didn't. But they were living together. Tyrannosaurus rex saw birds flying around. But whatever happened at the end of the Cretaceous, it just didn't bother the birds as much. They seemed to be okay with the environmental changes. So birds were there at the end of the age of dinosaurs. That's a really good question. Very good question. As a matter of fact, there's a couple of people that posted that they wanted to know the answer. That's very good. Ezra drew a beautiful Brachiosaurus with really, really nice colors. I like that a lot. Charlotte, age five from England, wants to know who would win, Mosasaur versus El Stinko. Okay, I don't even know who this El Stinko person is. What kind of kids keep talking about this El Stinko thing I've heard about, which I know nothing about because there is no dinosaur named El Stinko, and there's no person named El Stinko, and I don't know who El Stinko is. (laughs) Spinonorosaurus, age five, was digging up a triceratops. I'm glad that you're wearing your protective eyewear. I'm very proud of you, honey. That's very good. And then the entire Jacobs family took a great picture. I love this. I love this picture, you guys. What a great family. 
Mom, Dad, thank you for being such fun parents with your kids. I love that picture. That's very cool. Uh, Rory Raptor, and I think it's his mom, disagreed. Roy says dinosaurs have scales, and I say they don't. We need to know who's correct. Uh, okay, Mom, Rory Raptor is correct. But their scales are mostly on their feet and up a little bit on their leg, but their bodies are not covered in scales like a, like a, like a lizard or a snake. So really, you're both right. Their feet probably had scales, but that's it. So, you won by a foot. <laughs> that's great. Agnodominus Regina, Agnes, age seven. And uh, Ernest, her brother, wanted to show me their T-Rex and Archelon drawings. Oh, you guys, those are great. Agnes, I love your dress, by the way. Those are great. I love that T-Rex and I love that Archelon. You guys use nice bright colors. There's even a volcano going off in the background. You guys did such a good job. Very good job. Let's see. There is a beautiful, Kike did a beautiful drawing of Diplodocus. Very, very nice. And Maximo, uh, five years old, did a drawing of blue. From Jurassic World. Very nice, you guys. I love your drawings. Those are absolutely great. The Gonzalez family went to uh, Jurassic Quest and they had a great time. And I love those pictures. Those are absolutely great. Simo Raptor or Simo Raptor laid out all of these great pieces that you've got. Oh, I see a big Mosasaur. Looks like a Spinosaurus. Looks like Stegosaurus. Looks like a You Smell Like a Skunkosaurus. And it look, wait, what was that last one? You, you Smell Like a Skunk, You Smell Like a Skunkosaurus. That's the name of that one? Okay, forget that one. All right, let's keep going. Connor did a great scene. Uh, uh, Elioraptor. Elioraptor lies picture. Hey, I love that poster, man. That's real. Oh, that's a puzzle. Whoa. Very impressed with that, buddy. Very, very impressed with that. And then um, my little niece, Susie Soros, did a really, really nice video. Let me see if I can play some of this video for everybody. Hang on a second. Here we go. Oh, hang on. I guess it'd help if I turn the volume up. On the migrations of dinosaurs. So I think the sauropods will go at the front and so they will drop all the leaves and stuff. So then all the um, dinosaurs and then all the dinosaurs behind can eat the leaves. Like, all oh, the herbivores will go behind the sauropods, and then whatever they drop or knock down will eat the leaves. That is absolutely brilliant, Susie Soros. I like that a lot. I really like that a lot. That was very, very good. And that's a good theory, and I like it. You have the big ones in front, followed by mediums, followed by small, followed by tiny. And then you've got the carnivores at the back who are eating anybody they can catch. That's a great video. I would encourage all of you to go to the Dinosaur George Kids page. And by the way, you might recognize her voice because Susie Soros is the one that did our podcast on um, Mary Anning. 
So if you'd like to see Susie Soros, go over there and check it out. For all of you, these are great. I'm looking through that. I love these. Tamal, a very good story about Megalodon that you posted. Uh, this is really good. Ben dressed up as a paleontologist, which I love it. Jackosaurus was out there in the snow with its dino with his dinosaurs. That looks good. Harry Sorolophus did a beautiful drawing. Beautiful drawing. Charlotte, who turned five yesterday, back on the beginning of March, was in England. Loves those dinosaurs. I love that picture. That's great. Um, oh, oh, here you go. Um, uh, Lewis Elizabeth. Okay, you guys. Yes, I didn't do a podcast in February, but I just did one, and I hope. I hope that I got you guys your shout out for your birthday. Uh, really good pictures. There's so much on here. I love that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is really, really good. Um, Letosaurus Rex drew a picture, a picture of me being attacked by a dinosaur. Thank you very much. What kind of a kid would do that? Superstar Venator. Starviraptor. Okay, this is great. Did a really nice puzzle. You did great. And I noticed you're wearing a cape, which is super crazy cool. That's very cool. That is very nice. Joy and Heath, thank you guys so very much from Portugal. You are 100% El Stinko. Don't say that, kid. Nobody knows yet. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. Faster than the Flash. Stronger than Superman. Has longer hair than Wonder Woman. No one knows the identity. Okay. Speaking about Letosaurus Rex, how about I get Letosaurus Rex to read us some questions? Let's go. All right, you know, we get questions from all over the world, and it's hard for me to be able to answer them all. So to help me out, I brought in Letosaurus Rex, who's my assistant. Letosaurus, we got questions from all over the world, right? Yeah, we got people from India, Canada, New York, England, Montana, everywhere. Wow, that's crazy. Well, let's get into it. Read some of the questions. So Alex H7 from Montana said, why are the velociraptors in the movie so big? What a great question. Alex, why do they make the velociraptors so big in the movies? Well, when they when they made the Jurassic Park series, the, the movies, they thought it would be better if the raptors were giant. So they made them super big because they thought they would be scarier. Now, anybody that knows anything about raptors knows man, they don't have to be big to be scary. They were scary little animals, but they wanted them to look more dangerous. So they made them giant. But in real life, velociraptors are very small dinosaurs. They're not tiny, but they're very small. And so you just have to remember that when you watch movies, that's not always scientifically accurate. They just made them big so they would look scarier. All right, who's next? Anderson, age five from England, said, did dinosaurs eat bugs? Whoa, were there bug-eating dinosaurs? There were. Yeah, there were. Letosaurus rex is shaking her head. Yes, you knew there were. Uh, an animal that only eats insects is called an insectivore. So there were probably dinosaurs that only ate insects. Now, other ones were omnivores. That means they could have eaten fish, fruit, plants, us, meat, <laughs> not me. No, not me. They're El not going to eat El Stinko slash you. Okay, nobody knows this El Stinko person child. I don't even know what you're talking about. I've never even heard that name before until right now at this very minute. I now hear the word El Stinko. So <laughs> were there dinosaurs that were insectivores? Yeah. You know, in the animal kingdom, animals are going to take advantage of whatever food is available. 
So plant eaters are going to eat plants because there's plants available to them. Meat eaters are going to eat plant eaters. But then there are things like insects and little lizards and bugs. So, yeah, there were dinosaurs that were going to eat those because they were a food source. So um, I would think like Struthiomimus or Nithomimus, maybe Oviraptors. All of those dinosaurs, in my opinion, would have eaten insects. Good question. What's next? Vanessa, age 11, said from from New York said, do you think T-Rex had stripes like a tiger? Wow. Letosaurus Rex, why do you think a tiger has stripes? What do you think they're for? Um, as like a danger signal. Excellent. Nicely done. Yes, it could warn other animals to stay away. It could also help them hide, right? It kind of breaks up their body. And also kind of like your favorite dinosaur, the Allosaurus, it does have stripes too. Yeah, that's right. I think they did. Yeah, very good. I absolutely think you're right. I think, yes, these animals would have been striped or spotted like a leopard uh, because it helps them hide. You know, when you look at like a tiger in the zoo, they're easy to see right They're They're black and white and, and orange. And you go, man, I see that thing real easily. But if that tiger was in a jungle, it it'd would be hard. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be hard. You wouldn't know that it's there. It could be next to you and you may not know it. Because in the zoo, they make it look like so you could see them. Right, right. They want you to see them. What a great point. They want you to see them in the zoo. But in nature, it doesn't want to be seen. Mm -hmm. So it is going to be hidden. So, yes, I believe. See, when you look at an animal like T-Rex, as big as it is, it's got to be able to be camouflaged because it, it, it would be so easy to spot it from a long distance. So, yeah, I think they absolutely would be all for those reasons of being able to disguise itself. All right. Who's next? Michelle, age three from Canada, said, can I ride on a dinosaur? Okay, would you like to ride a dinosaur if you could? I actually did. It was like, um, it was on a hot day, though. It was like sponges stuff on a dinosaur. Right. But it was automatic. It was like a fake one. But. <laughs> so you got to I, ride a, like a, was it yeah, moving? Yeah, but I couldn't really go on it because it was so hot. And, oh. and they had to find the. They had to find the saddle, and they lost it, and I didn't even get to go on. Oh, man. I just got to go on, and I had shorts on, so it was burning. <laughs> you know what? If if dinosaurs, if the terrestrial dinosaurs are still alive, there's a bunch I think you could ride. And Kylosaurus, you know, the one with the big ball on his tail? Yeah. You could probably ride in Kylosaurus. Maybe you could ride on a Triceratops. Oh, you know what? You could probably ride on a Stegosaurus. Ooh, that would be cool. Riding a stegosaurus would it'd stay away from the tail, though. But you could ride on a stegosaurus. Yeah, I think that some dinosaurs, the plant eaters. And then you can sit in between the spikes on the tail, and it could be like a water slide. <laughs> you could hold the spikes and steer the stegosaurus like a car. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> It'd be like, to the left. I said go to the left. So, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I bet you there are some dinosaurs that you could ride on. Uh, the plant eaters, that probably would have been fine. I don't know if you could ride meat You know eaters. what? You could probably, if you find a super super cool scientist who invented a um, make larger machine, you could take um, a huge bird right? that's huge already right? and then ask him to put it in there because birds are basically... Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. At a girl. And if you 
Make it bigger. You can write it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people can write ostriches today, right? People can actually write an ostrich. Yes. So is, yes, you can write a dinosaur. There you go. The answer to that question, Lita Source, I should have let you answer it. You're right. You can write a dinosaur. You just happen to, ha- you have to look around and see if you can find an ostrich sitting around somewhere. You got an ostrich laying around anywhere? No. Oh, what a ripoff. Okay, let's go. What's the next? The peacocks are the one that's pretty. Yeah, peacocks are beautiful dinosaurs. Um, Dhruv, the age 10 from India, said, I know that dinosaurs could swim in rivers and lakes, but do you think they went into the ocean to swim? Wow. Dhruv, that's a good question. And hello to all of my listeners in India. Nice to see you. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. Did they swim in the ocean? I think they did. And here's why. Dinosaurs were just like animals today. There are things called parasites, like little bugs, ticks, animals that like stick onto their skin and and like drink their blood or that kind of thing. You know, like mosquitoes, that kind of thing. Well, I think that they probably went into the ocean because the salt water would kill all of those things. So for them, it would sort of be like um, a special bath. To get rid of that. And if they have cuts and things on their body, sometimes salt water can also help to kill some of the bad bacteria that could be on there. So I think they would. Now, I believe that they probably went to the ocean to eat seaweed because seaweed has a lot of vitamins that they wouldn't get in some of the other plants. Yeah. So they might have gone to the ocean to eat seaweed, but they would have gone out into the water, I believe. To kind of like take a bath and maybe swim around to get rid of the parasites. But there's a problem with that. And that is the danger in the ocean of things like big sharks, right? Mosasaurs, uh, pliosaurs, all of these giant swimming reptiles were living in the ocean at that time. So they would have had to be careful about going out into the water because Save of those the animals. turtles. Yeah, yeah, the turtles. Now, that would be cool to go swim with a giant sea turtle. <laughs> that would be actually kind of cool. Because turtles actually lived with dinosaurs. And so a they're girl. really old. That's right. Yeah, very, very good. You're right. Turtles have been around for a very long time. So those are excellent questions. I like them a lot. Letosaurus Rex, thank you so much for reading them for me. I think maybe you should do this on all the podcasts, don't you think? Yeah. So if you have some questions you would like to ask, there's a couple of ways to send them. One is to go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. Go Facebook. Right. And post your questions there for Letasaurus. Leda is spelled L-E-D-A. Letasaurus Rex. Not L-I-D-A. Correct. L-E-D-A. And you can also go to our website, which is dinosaurgeorge.com. Click on the podcast page and there's a form where you can send your questions. But understand, we get a lot of questions at time. And so Lita Source can't pick every one of them, but she will try her best to answer all of the questions you have. So until next time, Lita Source, say goodbye to everybody. Bye bye, El Stinko. That, what did you just call me, kid? El Stinko. I don't think I even know what that name is. Little Georgie Pants. I think you named, I think you invented that. Captain Underpants. You are so in trouble, child. All right. Thank you, Letasaurus Rex, for being so nice and reading those questions for me. I appreciate that very, very much. Here's a couple of other questions that have been submitted by some of our Patreon Club members. This one's from Sean. How do paleontologists know what period a dinosaur lived in? Excellent question, Sean. Great question. One of the ways that we know is... 
there are different layers of dirt and geologists can actually go in and determine the age of those layers. And so once they know the age of those layers, then they can map them out and make a record of them. So anyone that happens to go to that, that particular place will know how old that layer is. Then you, if you can find fossils in the layer, let's say they say the layer is between one and five million years old. Well, if you find a fossil at the very bottom, that means that it was there at the very beginning of that. So it's one million years old. If they find a fossil at the top, it would be as old as the last part of that time period. So they know the age of the layer and then they know where the fossil was found within the layer and they can decide if it came from the beginning of the layer, the middle or the end. It's a very good question. It's a good one. Arthur wrote, do paleontologists dig in the ocean floor? There are some paleontologists that put on scuba gear and go diving to try to find fossils. There's a lot of people that do that. The problem with hunting fossils in the ocean is that it's all covered by sand and stuff. They're not as easy to see. But you can certainly find them. And so, yes, they do actually dig for fossils on the ocean floor. That's a good question. Uh, Ninoska, Ninoska wants to know, was there any saber tooth dogs? Yes, there were some dogs that had really large teeth. I, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there were some dog and dog like animals that had big teeth. I can tell you this hyenodon is probably one that I would consider to be a saber tooth dog because it's front upper and lower teeth are super long. So that's a good example. I think hyenodon is a good one. Now, hyenodon may not technically be a true dog, but it is enough to be a dog-like animal. And then finally, Carter Soros wants to know, what do you think that horn on Rajasaurus's head was used for? What a great question, because Rajasaurus was a thing. I think it was used as a weapon. I think it put its head down and rammed things. It might have been used to attract a mate or scare away a rival. Maybe it was brightly colored and it was like, hey, you know, if you mess with me, you get the horn. So it might have been used for display, but I think it was used as a weapon. I personally believe it was used as a weapon. All right. How about we end this podcast with this? Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops. You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right, let's start with this one. Now, to set, to send in a who would win, you have to be a member of the T-Rex Club. All right, uh, that's in Patreon. This is from Graham. He wants to know who would win. Black Panther, the Avenger superhero, versus a giant mammoth versus a Spinosaurus. Well, I like Black Panther. I think it's cool. But a mammoth is going to turn Black Panther into a pancake panther. Stepped on him, he's gone. Sorry, Black Panther, you did good work, but you're just not strong enough to withstand the foot of a giant mammoth. That leaves a mammoth and Spinosaurus. Who wins? Spinosaurus has got those claws and those teeth. I'm going to give it to Spinosaurus. 
support Black Panther. I like Black Panther. Maybe I should have made Black Panther win. Okay. This, uh, this one comes from Roman Rex. Who would win in a running race between a roadrunner and a velociraptor? Well, if you don't live here in the United States, you may not know what a roadrunner is. A roadrunner is a bird, and they call it a roadrunner because this bird doesn't like to fly. It likes to run. It runs super fast. It can fly. They fly. But they like to run. So when you're driving in a car and one sees you, it'll turn around and take off running down the road. And that's why it gets the nickname Roadrunner. I know its Spanish name is Paisano, but I don't remember if it has another name. I think Roadrunner might be its name. I'm not sure. But they're super fast. But the problem with the Roadrunner is that its legs are relatively short compared to its body size. So I would say that in the case of these two, I think Velociraptor would be the one who would probably win this race. All right, Oliver, eight years old, from Durango, Colorado, wants to know who would win, Spinosaurus versus Sarcosuchus. Well, Spino's got the size. Spino is going to be the winner in this particular battle because it is so big. I'm going to give it to Spino. K-Raptor, age nine, from New York, wants to know who would win, Gorgosaurus versus Allosaurus. Wow. Good one. Wow. Gorgosaurus is an advanced Tyrannosaur. As much as I love Allosaurus, I'm going to have to give this to Gorgosaurus. I, I, I hate to do that, but I'll have to. Then Lachlan and Darcy, ages seven and five, from their farm at the very bottom of New Zealand, want to know Irritator versus Baryonyx versus Megaraptor versus DG with a pet raptor. Well, DG with a pet raptor is going to win every single time. That's going to have to be the winner. I have to be the winner in this. Finally. Okay, I'm not going to win, but I have to be the winner. And we're coming to New Zealand one of these days to visit your country and maybe we'll come see you guys. And finally, Mastodon versus T-Rex. Now, this one came from my assistant, um, Letosaurus Rex. So Mastodon versus T-Rex. I like this one a lot. I would have to say, in my opinion that I'm going to give this battle to Mastodon, I mean, not to, not, not to Mastodon, to T-Rex, simply because of those giant T-Rex teeth. All right, my little friends, I'm going to try to do more of these as quickly as I can. I have a super busy schedule. I'm back on the road again for another two or three weeks at a time, but I promise I'll try to do more if I can. Until next time, be kind to everybody. Be nice to people. If you know somebody that likes dinosaurs, tell them about my podcast. I hope you share with me. We've got listeners all over the world. I am so glad to have you all as friends. I hope you enjoy these podcasts as much as I do making them. Have a great day, everybody. Tell your mom and dad you love them. Tell your family you love them. And stop calling me El Stinko. to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. Yeah. Yeah.